cool, a very Bravo podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Hi, Alex. I'm closing my blinds because I'm blinded by your clothes. <laughs> Was that for Sutton? Yes, that, that is Sutton to Crystal. That is absolutely what I intended by that. And now it's a good tagline. I'm just going to bring this up now, but did you notice when Sutton came in with that horrible blazer? What, were those ghosts? Yes. Rinna goes, that looks great on you. Ooh. Brutal. We are also joined by my lovely sister, back from Alaska, back from the dead, Miss Julia Baker. Oh, thank you for the setup. I stared death in the face, and now I can face anything. I think that could be a real tagline. Totally. It's generic enough. Plus, like, I mean, a lot of people have had near-death experiences while riding helicopter bears. Yeah. Well, but it was successful. It was. I saw a bear, rode a helicopter. Good times. Has there been an Alaska helicopter housewives trip yet? Oh my gosh, there hasn't been, but there's some luxury in Alaska. I would love to see these ladies play with bears on a beach. All right. I got a lame tagline. So expectation control. Sorry, Julia. I know you hate that. Um, My tagline is for a cowboy or like a uh, gunslinger housewife. I always bite the bullet and I only shoot straight. That would have been a Dallas tagline had they not just been canceled. R.I.P. All right. You guys want to wrap up with the last episode of Roni? Yeah. I mean, they ended on a high note. Let's. Before we do, we each have to assume a personality of another host. Oh, but it's going to double up on one person. This might not be fair. we all pick Alex. (laughs) Okay. We'll all be me. Hi, I'm uh, Alex, and uh, this is Roni. Uh, Um, The worst impression on Roni so far goes to you. (laughs) I was, one, amazing episode. Thank you, Roni, for reminding us that you can be good. Um, I found the fact that they were able to embody each other in a fun way and totally roll with the punches was amazing. I also thought it was hilarious that Ramona's plasma and Pinot Grigio, Ramona only chose to hear that it was Pinot Grigio. Julia, I don't think she got it was a plasma joke. You don't? No. that's That's even funnier. I love that. Or maybe she did, and that would track with what was the weird thing to me about this episode, which I agree, it was an amazing episode. Divorced from the context of this season, but as a season finale yeah. to the previous episodes, I was very confused by the way everyone was acting with each other. I don't know if that's just because there was the four weeks of like Sonia's COVID thing and like their separation from each other, but the fact that they all were having such a great time post like, Black Shabbat and everything else that has happened this season, like how forgiving they were with each other and how much, how no fights came out of the doppelganger thing was very confusing to me. But aside from that, it was nice to see them all have fun for the first time this season. Yeah, Alex, I totally agree. It was definitely like an impression dual sex machina, impressionist machina, if you will. I will, I suppose. It didn't really feel earned. And I did think it was cute, but I didn't need a whole episode of that. Oh, I ate up every minute. I guess I'm easy to please. I thought it... Well, you didn't get a whole episode of that. There were the boob pasties. We got to see all of their boobs. I did like that. Which (laughs) I enjoyed immensely. 
So Alex and I need to go back to our theory from last week where I said there's no way that's going to be Harry on the phone. And it was. What? He just called her? Elizabeth, this is where we have to talk to you again about smoke and mirrors. But here's the thing. I think that maybe... We just had a discussion before. Yes, but there was, there's also the possibility that like one of them uh, like posted, was doing an Instagram story or something. And he like came upon it and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like so I'm I need to call them and see what's going on. That's a good point. Or that Ramona texted him and was True. like, Harry, this is so funny. Look at this game we're playing. <laughs> and he was like, uh, what is this game? It could have been just like a very self-conscious phone and then call he had that he to had call. to like he was trying to make things like good immediately in case there was something like going on, you know? This is from the side of a, a male someone who has panicked as a male before. That's what I think might have happened. <laughs> Knowing Harry, he didn't panic. If Ramona texted him or he saw this via Instagram, he was calling to see if he could come <laughs> An over. An orgy? Because that Harry voice loves yes. a camera. Oh, like a go in that way. That voice that he had, I was like, is he drunk? What was it? Julia, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. That was, do you have a release for me to sign? Okay. Should I bring yeah, my own exactly. pen? <laughs> I already take COVID tests every day just in case I get this call. Now, there was one thing, and I'm going to harp on it, because that's what we love to do on this pod. What did Luann say to him when he's like, what are you doing? She said just having a couple glasses of wine. I thought that was just a weird thing to say since she's been sober for a year plus. Because she, no, he thought he was speaking to Ramona. She was pretending she was Ramona. Was she? Yeah, he called Ramona's phone and she answered. I thought she called Luann's phone. No. That's why I think Ramona texted him. Ah, yeah, she called Ramona's phone. That makes more sense. Well, he called Ramona. But still, still, to go down that train of thought, I think Lou was for sure flirting and would fuck him right now. Oh, yeah. Hearing oh, him be- so would Sonia and definitely Ramona did the day yeah. before. So, yeah. Oh, hearing him be passed around to those women just like in the phone, you can imagine what it would be like if he was physically there. If it actually passed around. Yeah. <laughs> I would venture to say Ebony and Leah would also fuck him just because they mm-hmm. don't want to know what it's about. Plus, I also feel like if you have sex with Harry Dubin, you might get invited to be on the cast next year. I feel like it has been made this odd prerequisite. <laughs> so we're getting a special episode next week, which just seems like never before seen scenes. Do we? I, I don't feel like I need to watch that. Oh, no. We okay, do not thank need God. to watch this. Phew! And then it has... I will, a... but we don't need to. Oh, yeah. No, you know? I will, but we don't have to talk about it okay. unless there's something absolutely hilarious. Um, I know you guys talked about whether or not we get a reunion and they think that we might. They're not going to film it until a little bit later and we're not going to get it until like October. Or no, they're not filming it till October. We get it later. Why? It's like way late right What's now. What's the need? They've already... Because they're like, doing Beverly Hills right now. They have a reunion on the spot. They like discuss to death everything they say. Like we've already... I feel like every book is closed. Leah during her finale speech of we, these five group of women, four being white, one being black, three being elderly... We represent America. And the conversations we had this season really <laughs> helped you all out. You're welcome. I tell you, 
Those ladies were very uh, receptive to Leah's speeches this season, or like that prayer she did at Black Shabbat that had them all crying. They're they're really taken by her mm-hmm. her speaking abilities. I think it's because last season she did so well. All of them were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we have to like Leah," but then jokes on them because uh, the internet did not like Leah this season. I know, I know. I liked Leah this season. I thought she was fine. Oh, I thought she was. Great. I wish we got her yelling at Heather more. I could take that. I wish we got a little drunk Leah yelling at Heather. I mean, I know I, that she shouldn't be drinking, but I know. stand by my statement that the New York yeah. women have to be out in the urban jungle. They have a really hard time in lockdown. And yeah. I think that's why this season was so hard. Well, that was another weird thing about this finale is like they're just in kind of in the same room the whole time. Yeah. You know, it wasn't very dynamic. But they're having a blast. Also, Ebony, best actress award goes to oh her. yeah oh. she was love being lou who wouldn't yeah. love oh i thought you just you. meant uh her performance this whole season <laughs> see you on the view ebony my final thought is more of a final callback to i thought a great just encapsulating moment for luann leah is reminiscing about the romantic things that rob my favorite man's ever used to do and he used to send her telegrams and luann hearing the word telegrams turns and says a singing telegram <laughs> she's like looking through her calendar seeing if she in fact was the singing telegram that was sent to leah i know that we knew this before but leah's still so in love with him i didn't know it's she so knew it sad uh, well, we I, knew it i didn't know she knew it and it's so i think she obvious. found out that day and sonia clearly yeah. knew and it. and ebony knew it in an instant when that yeah. went down also are we okay i know that we should wrap it up soon but ramona admitted to mario was the best thing that happened to her and that's kind of it like that was her one great love Oh, she's done that before. But any according to her, he tried to get her back, though. You know, jury's out. But they still hang out and are really good friends. But if someone cheats on you, I don't think you can go back. I don't think he wants her back. Oh, that's never the vibe I got. Aww. Oh, wait, really back, quick. Back to Leah. Speculation. Do you think Rob cheated on her? They said, like, oh, he's done some things and, you know, like, that's not okay. And then she said, like, well, people make mistakes. What was that about? I have no idea. Let's get him at the reunion and ask. Either, but let's say, let's put it on record on this pod that okay. yes. Okay. Let's write into the reunion. Her. They're going to have nothing. That is our theory. They were running out of things to say this episode to each other. They kept coming up with, like, icebreaker games. Like, uh, who? what's the worst sex you've ever had? <laughs> what's the best Valentine's Day you've ever had? As a way, I guess, to, like, be cordial and have it not erupt into another, like, discussion on politics or whatever. But, like, I truly don't know what they would say in this reunion. Or and I think what would happen is Andy is going to bring up tweets that none of them want to hear. So they're, he's not going to get anything out of anyone. Tweets they don't want to hear or we're going to have to go back and listen to them rehash the exact same argument we've heard all season. And I don't really need that. Okay. Real quick. The cutest thing that happened this episode in all Housewives history. And that is Ramona oh my God. impersonating Leah is asking a bartender for a drink. And he goes, I really like you. You look beautiful, by the way. And she goes, he says, you don't know who I am. And then he says, okay. yeah, you're Ramona. And she goes, oh, I thought you thought I was Leah because I'm dressed like her. 
It was so cute. I think he was saying, Ramona, I like your new style. And she's like, he thinks I'm Leah. Leah. It was just the cutest thing. Um, <laughs> my favorite part of Housewives, the reason I watch every episode, is to get the producers where are they now summary. And did we get some treats? One, congratulations, Ebony. You found an actual half-sister. Very excited. Um, the best one, though, went to Lou, who, and I quote, is working on her sobering new venture, a non-alcoholic rosé. <laughs> Get ready for a taste that test, boys and girls. That was great. Were you not delighted by the Sonia one before we leave here? Though, the Sonia reveal that she's having like a comedy cabaret thing. Oh my gosh, she is coming from Lou's brand. The whole next season, if it is not about Lou getting pissed. <gasps> because the- Sonia comes from people's brand. Do we remember when she was doing, don't you ruin my award? Oh, okay, <laughs> cut it, cut it. <laughs> all right. No, I can't believe we could leave that all in. I can't believe that we had the battle of the cabaret foreshadowing because I... You will see with my award. It was just so beautiful and ironically on brand for Sonia. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Julia, you're a Kyle fan. Explain yourself. Uh, Kyle is part of this town. Without Kyle, there is no town to be this. (laughs) All right. Never mind. Moving on. No, 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 let's stay on Kyle, because I was also okay. going to ask you, Julia. Why do I love Kyle? As someone who's watched Beverly Hills forever, why is Kyle acting like this right now? She's always like this. Why is she so on board with Erica and so angry at Sutton in the big confrontational scene? I like. I was having a hard time tracking her behavior. I feel like she feels that she has to hold Sutton accountable for the show, so I think Kyle is really turning it on um things that i love about kyle are kind of encompassed in the moment when our new favorite character kathy's butler patrick patrick is trying to see kyle and kyle's like i'm kathy hilton's sister i think that you need on the cast that desperate for fame woman who is so desperate and so unself-aware like, we need her, and okay. that is why I'm such a huge fan. It's kind of, out, I agree, it's completely out of character for Kyle to go so hard into Sutton. But Real I think ice. that she has been kind of a mouthpiece, especially in her confessionals for the producers this season. I think she's doing what she's yeah. told. I don't think that she, that was that crazy, because her whole thing is, just tell the truth, just tell the truth. That was her and um, LVP for Puppygate. That was her and Denise. Like, whatever she decides is honest, the truth she wants out in the open. Uh, and maybe she just wants to be showing her... But I guess, like, why is she going so hard for Erica, I guess, is the I question. think the bigger question, though, is Lisa Renna, the one woman, the tell-it-how-it-is woman, has picked this moment to conform. She has picked the riskiest yeah. ally to stand behind. <laughs> Like season after it's Garcelle. I'm sticking with the Garcelle. Oh, Garcelle's the only one who keeps mentioning the victims of Tom Girardi. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the victims. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, we've mentioned them eight hundred times. Garcelle's like, now we gotta remember those victims, guys. Oh, like I'm a huge team Garcelle. 
it's that that Garcelle and Erica thing that happened a few episodes ago. That's why Lisa's just kind of dug her uh, feet into like her current position. She can't go back now. She's too much on Erica's side. She also side. enjoys playing devil's advocate, and right now being on Erica's side is being the devil, <laughs> according to Sutton. According to Sutton, and the devil always yeah. comes knocking, just like opportunity. <laughs> Um, one more thing about Kyle's need for fame. If you watch any season of Beverly Hills, this is shockingly consistent. If one of the girls has something expensive, Kyle is like all over them, draped on them. Like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Like touching it, sticking your little hands in it. We saw, especially with, um, Crystal and her Build-A-Bear bag. Mm. And then the next season... You know someone's going to have a Build-A-Bear bag and that person's going to be Kyle. She always gets something that looks like that the next season. Yeah, and I do feel sorry for Kyle. Are you saying Kyle's house is going to be full of Baccarat candles next season? I feel bad for Kyle, though, because she's really trying to keep up with the Joneses. And it's all fake, Kyle. (laughs) Look at Jury. Look at Erica. Like, you don't have to keep up with them. Yeah. And whenever they go on group trips, like cast trips, especially last season when they were in Italy... Sutton has money, but Kyle's the one who's spending money. Mm-hmm. Oh, she once had... What are the really fancy watches that start with an R? Rolex. Rolex. She once had a Rolex delivered to her table at a group dinner because the store was closed when she wanted to buy it. I think the cameras weren't there when she wanted to buy it. Kyle <laughs> is insanely consistent. Okay, I want to pr- pivot, but stick on Kyle. I'm just going to say a sentence. I'm just putting it out there into the universe. No shade, no judgment, except for all the judgment and shade I have. Mauricio didn't get Kyle a birthday present, and for their 25-year wedding anniversary, they just stayed at home. It is COVID, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, because they haven't been gallivanting around to did restaurants you see this all whole time. Those? He spent 20 minutes lighting candles. And did he you see all those balloons he blew up with his helium breath? Three bottles of wine. Oh, the the entire conversation they had was Kyle saying, I didn't think we'd make it this far, but here we are. And him cracking miscellaneous shellfish. And then they spent a lot of time talking about Erica. And her being like, I mean, I didn't think we'd last this long. I mean, look how I was raised. Look at my mom, who this last episode I spent a lot of time talking about how great she was. <laughs> like, she, I like the way she flip-flops on her mother constantly. I mean, mothers are complicated. Which also brings me to my next question for Julia. I had a lot of questions. I mean, not having you here for a Beverly Hills segment is... There's a lot that me and Elizabeth don't know about this show. So I wanted to ask you I mean, about this is my town. <laughs> last, about last week when they're talking about... Um, that series based on their mother. Have you seen that? American Woman? American Woman? Yeah. I have not seen it. It got canceled after a very short-lived tenure. So I feel like us going back and watching it wouldn't be the hardest commitment we've ever made. But I didn't see it. But I know that both sisters, Kathy and Kim, did not speak to her during that whole time. But then she says, I'm all about family. But, oh, Kyle. <laughs> Alex, to give you an idea... It lasted from June 7th through August 23rd, 2008. It was one season and 11 episodes. Uh Alicia Silverstone was in it, though. Oh, a little clue action. Clueless. Maybe we should watch that. Oh, yeah. Clueless action. Anyway, enough of Kyle. All right. If we're going to (laughs) say, if we're saying Kyle is a flip flopper, 
What I, Dorit, Julia, Alex, and I couldn't peg her down other than she's just kind of spinning around the room and whatever she lands on, that's what she's deciding. Oh, she's shotgun approaching everything. Yeah, yeah, that couldn't be more clear this episode. Mm -hmm. But I think she believes it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that she has like an agenda when she's doing it. It's just like based in the moment. Yeah, it's like a goldfish memory. Like, you know, it's in front of her. She's totally into it. And then she turns the other way. No memory at all. And I'm basing this off of her conversation with PK about the wedding dresses and how PK is a quote unquote visionary for putting the word the in front of other words. You also have the flashback for when she was naming her beach line and they decided to call it Beverly Beach when in fact Beverly Hills is nowhere near a beach. And guess what she named those swimsuits? The Kyle. The Rena. The Lisa. No way. Yes. The yes. Julia, didn't the Beverly Beach swimsuit line end up with the lawsuit because they didn't pay the employees? (laughs) And the designer. (laughs) I mean, they're such a Bonnie and Clyde duo, I feel. They are very well matched. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you think like, God, he really, like, what is it called? Where in PK's hometown, they call it like punching it. Like you really like punched up. Um, I feel like they're very well suited. I used to think like, God, why did she marry this guy? And I'm not like, oh, she's lucky to have him. Yeah. I think they look at each other and they're like, we're fucking visionaries, man. Mm. This is a town of pretenders. We're the real ones. Except for it's Dorit and PK. So it's, this town is not of pretenders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she can't even pretend to do a British accent. Erica, for a woman who's acting her ass off, you think she'd show up to these dinners with better lines? I thought her prepared lines were fine. You Uh, didn't like them? You didn't like her, like, her Lexapro line? What was her Lexapro line? Not enough Lexapro in the world right now. Oh. No wonder I did. Okay, you know what? I'm going to take back my statement that her lines were good. I didn't even Her biggest line was... (laughs) That's interesting you say that acting thing, though, because she... When I watch her now, she just seems like, like, it seems like a Betty Davis or like a Joan Crawford, like, old, like, melodrama performance every episode. It feels so fake, but it feels so, like, curated and, like, performative. Even though you can, like, tell that, like, she's actually reacting truly hurt uh, in the scene this episode, you still feel like there's this visage of, like, perform performativity, which just confuses the whole thing for me even more in the presentation of how we're supposed to feel about her. She's taken such a bizarre stance because she had such an easy out saying, I can't believe my whole life has been a lie and I'm so embarrassed and humiliated to be wrapped up in something so tragic and how these victims didn't get it and really focusing on the victims. Mm -hmm. And then she would have had sympathy and people would have said victims plus Erica and then lump them together. Mm -hmm. But instead by saying, look at my life. Not we were all duped. Yeah. Yeah. Look at my life while sitting in Kathy Hilton's house with full glam. Yeah, I'm looking at your life. It looks fine. Well, one friend doesn't trust her, too. Yeah. Everyone else is saying that, like, she they have that she has their full support. It's just one person who's bugging her. And you can tell she's really bothered by Sutton not believing Questioning her. Questioning her, yeah. And Sutton's as having as a really hard time saying this to her face, too. So it's not, it's kind of oh, like yeah. a half-ass <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, these women are having yeah. a hard time being real. 
on reality television. Okay, rapid fire. If you had to say right now, is anybody not returning next season? I really like this cast. Like, ah. Uh. You know what? My 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 take, and this is solely because she hasn't had much to do. Is Crystal? She'd be the I one know, I'd I say winning. Oh. Crystal might go. But I was thinking like Crystal got so shortchanged. She had that really shitty start with Sutton, and she talked about how she was like really nervous and didn't really know how to start, and then had the most intense. Rest of season. Like, no one else has had a federal crime to last into their housewife drama. I also feel like we really need Crystal out of COVID restraints. I think that that is where she will truly thrive. I want to be Disney adjacent. And I feel like she's the Yeah, we wanted her to go to those entertainment parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yes, a premiere of, like, for something. But yes. COVID, yeah. COVID, just like the ladies of New York, is holding her back. Do you know what I want, Julia? Hmm. I want Crystal versus Kyle. Oh, it's it's kind of already happening. You think so? Uh, yeah. I don't think they like each other. Was Kyle wasn't invited to Crystal's party? Her party of three? Yeah, her dim sum. Who was it? It was dim sum deja vu. We've already done that. I know. Oh, this dim sum was Mm. so much better. Dim sum that. (laughs) All right, ready to go on to Potomac? Yeah. Yes. All right, Potomac time. Well, at first I did not believe the Eddie cheating rumors, and now I definitely do. Yeah, poor Wendy. What changed your opinion this episode? I'm curious to know. Because I was kind of believing it based on her reaction uh, last episode to when Ashley talked to her. That definitely was the start of it. And the weird um, last name speech that I have a husband and I have his last name. I'm like, people cheat on their spouses all the time what really made me think he was cheating on her that is a weird thing to make like a sacred and she started listing his attributes in his defense she would say like he's a great like father father. he's a great business person she never said he's a great husband he's loyal (laughs) yeah it was like she was going through the list Mm -hmm. in her head of why she chose to stay with him it was also just the tears instead of saying fuck you, shut up, why are you repeating something that reality TV had printed? Which would have been like a normal person reaction. Yeah. She broke down and sobbed. Yep. Um, so on the Housewife Reddit threads, somebody went through and took a screenshot of Eddie's, well, I don't know what you'd call them, like his following, like who he's following. And it's a bunch of Instagram models, which I don't, I don't know, like people do that. I think it's kind of like weird, but you do what you do. And people, so people put that on there and then more and more people started commenting on it and it kind of blew up. And then four days later, Eddie had unfollowed 200 people. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a lot. And I I like, I get it. They're beautiful ladies and that's their job. Yes, but like if you don't, if you, but it goes to the point of like, why is Wendy crying over this? Why is he unfollowing them? I think that makes it worse. Exactly. Exactly. If he was like, uh, these ladies are flaunting what they got. This is how they make their money. My wife is flaunting what she got and she makes money. Like, why, why can't I just exist in the universe? Like, why do I have to explain mm-hmm. myself? But it's the deleting and the fact that the second you saw like, oh, he's deleted almost 200 people. You can hear them fighting in your head. <laughs> yeah. That's one so of the weird. reasons. 200 ish. Now I'm not feeling 
So now I'm not feeling uh, confident on that number. <laughs> this is one of the reasons we have to feel sorry for Wendy this episode. But another reason, which I say is almost worse, is Ladam is coming for her candle brand. Candle heat. Wendy only has one idea. That idea is candles, a single wick candle. Ladam is coming with her with a three wick candle, which is why I have a pitch for Wendy. Four, Four wicks. wicks. <laughs> Did you read it on my notes? No. <laughs> Four wicks. A wick for every degree. <laughs> All I wrote for Potomac was four wicks. <laughs> did you read that off my notes? There's no way she could have had an original idea like that. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Alex is making fun of me, this not you. This is the first time. Alex is making fun of me, not you. Baller move by Karen. Baller move Ray. He had to announce the announcement. Baller move Ray. The setup of that, of him being like, um, isn't there something you want to say? And the way she says it so casually with no regard for Wendy... That was a very thrilling moment of TV for me. That was like succession level betrayal. Let us not forget that Wendy was a last minute invite to Surrey. I think Ray called, said, do you know what's gonna be hilarious? Pitch this to LaDom. I think Ray might be the mastermind behind this wick off. Ooh, Julia, good name. Did you read wick off on my notes? (laughs) I don't have it written down, but wouldn't that be fun? Robin came to play. I feel like I have not seen this much energy and life in Robin in season in seasons. I love her. She, She's like my favorite one right now, aside from Ashley. And to actually, like, I know it appears like Robin is always just basically eating out of Giselle's hand, but Robin really doesn't. Robin will call out Giselle. Right. She. They are just like friends mm-hmm. who will support each other sometimes and call each other out. It's just that the times when they support each other are the ones that are highlighted the most Mm -hmm. and happen the most, like, frequently when there's, like, a big fight that happens. Which is why, um, like, what just happened comes back to bite Robin, where they kind of remove her agency from it, which I get her frustrations. Yeah. I did love her very passive way of bringing up those frustrations when Juan calls her. Oh, I know Juan. Poor Juan got the brunt of it. Like, like, he was the one who suffered. He was like, I'm coming back. That... Because that just started a whole new drama for herself. Robin is doing my biggest pet peeve, which is when people get engaged or they're about to get married, they act like people care. And I'm saying this in the nicest way possible. But she's like, guess what? I know who I'm not inviting to my bridal party. I'm like, good. I didn't want to get you a gift anyway, bitch. Like, fuck. You think think I want to spend my Sunday? I think when she's going to be hurt, she's not invited. I don't want to go. I think that it's foolish for Robin not to go or not to invite Wendy because, I mean, think of how she'll be able to light up a room after that invite. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying uh, (laughs) Mia's antagonistic Greek chorus or her like anti-mediator vibes she's got going on. She's like, okay, now you said that bad thing. Now what did you say? I'm going to misquote you drastically. Go. Uh You mean the thing she did because she hasn't had anything for the past couple episodes? Yeah. And then after she after she plants this thing for Wendy and tells her the weak bitch story, Wendy still doesn't bring it up, and she herself <laughs> has to bring it up again <laughs> at the dinner. She's she's trying to stay. Ascala's not bringing anything. Ascala doesn't have the champagne glass. Um, I still love Mia though. Keep I love her in. too. Keep her in. 
Me she too. I love Mia. Ability. I. It sounds like her husband is like very I, chaotic. Oh. And I am ready. I cannot wait for oh, that. Oh man. And yeah. I like that they have this like real weird, sexy, trying to sleep with everybody vibe. Know what they are? I don't know if he's a bad person yet, but they're like an alternate universe Ashley Michael. They are. Oh, trying to bone everybody. How excited I am that Michael is going to be amongst cast members. I didn't think he was allowed to be in a mixed company, to be honest. And how this is going to be another season finale um, where him and another like husband get in a fight. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank gosh for Michael. It's so good. Really liking Candace. Uh, Calm Candace. Sorry, Zinwin. Oh, yeah. Cool, calm, collected Candace. Hey, she's a good hostess. <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Ashley again and how happy she is that Michael's being supportive because she he was just such a dick last time. He designed a questionably heinous ring with sentimental value, and she said, I didn't know he was capable of this. Mm-hmm. Yo, girl. Ashley. Yep. I know he's done some shady things in the past, but he got me this. Oh. I didn't know that he could like me. I, I, I do get upset whenever I see Dean because I'm thinking either that kid's going to turn out evil or he'll turn out like the complete opposite. But it does just fill me with like dread whenever I see him running around and I see him I mean, with he Michael. He runs to his dad. But on a lighter note, my favorite recurring gag of the season so far is Karen not caring about Escala and repeatedly like <laughs> shutting the door on her and like forgetting her name. <laughs> I guess it's been emblematic of how the show is treating her. How is she treating herself? I think it's real, too. I don't think that's a bit. You think it's her? You think it's just her? Yeah, I really do. I think that Karen is a top-tier housewife, and I was playing a top... What is it called? I was playing Housewife All-Stars in my head, and I know we got to wrap it up, but Karen Ashley... Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, this this is a cast full of all stars yes. though because I would put Giselle and Candace. I would pick, Gis- I pick honestly, Giselle. I would Giselle, yeah. Giselle for sure. Last oh, episode, Robin was amazing. Yeah. Is Potomac? Is it oh. all stars? I right now I put Robin. Oh, it's yeah. full of all stars. I think all of them. And are, the fact yeah. that we're like Mia needs to step Even it up. Mia, I would put in there right just now. Stunning. No, I'd put her and in I there. And I love. Look at she gets it up for the camera. Yes. She takes them on a Mary Poppins style little <laughs> luncheon like i love mia okay mia's looking like she's not doing much because the ladies around her are doing so much but if you took her out and put her in beverly hills she seems like a lisa renna level shit oh, starter the former, you know what i mean the former stripper who's had her clit done yes she would mm-hmm. be the star who's of beverly mis- hills quoting and pointing at people beautiful <laughs> all right you guys time for awards all right Awards. I'm going to go first with the previously mentioned Sonia Morgan Tipsy Girl Award, named after Sonia Morgan's short-lived brand Tipsy Girl, totally not inspired or stolen from her then-castmate Bethany Frankel's Skinny Girl, totally unrelated. I give this award, of course, to Karen's Three Wicked Candles. So different than Wendy's One Wick Candle by a total... Of two more wicks. Are you also giving it to Sonia's new venture? <laughs> Her cabaretesque with Sonia instead of cabaret with the Countess? Sonia. 
You're just three wick candling your way all through every season. <laughs> That's what she does best. All right, Alex. My Don Draper Award, named after Don Draper of Mad Men. He was an ideas man. And all of his uh, ideas for, uh, for advertising, they were very simple, very clear and concise. I mean, max out at two words in all his ad campaigns. And the winner of the Don Draper Award goes to Dorit's husband, PK, who, when coming up na- <laughs> with names for Dorit's dresses, just, he gets it. It's so simple. The pearl for the pearl's dress. The moment for the dress he's happening to see that moment in time. <laughs> the actress. And the most simple of all, the woman. He's an ideas man, and you gotta love him. That's what this country's built on. So thank you, PK. And congrats. And thank you for coming to this country from the UK. That's right. <laughs> All right, Julia. I'm giving the Jason Momoa Award to... Just Jason Momoa? No, no backstory on that? No, no I'm tying it in. Okie dokes. <laughs> to Brock Davies, Sheena Shea's baby dad. And new fiance because he looks exactly like Jason Momoa. It's when true. I was watching the new the preview for the new season of Vanderpump Rules, I smiled from ear to ear every time when he was in a shot. I don't even I'm thrilled he's a full cast member. I don't even need him to say anything. I'd actually prefer him not to say anything. I just want him to stand there and look like Jason Momoa. I also would have to say that in the promo pick, it took me a solid 15 minutes to find Tom Schwartz. <laughs> I could not see him. I think he's just slowly receding into the background. All right. Anyway, so congratulations. Basically, the new season of Vanderpump Rules for having Jason Momoa on your cast. September 28th. That shit looks like it's going to be great. It looks really messy. I cannot wait. I'm excited. And bravo to the editors for giving us that minute and a half of gem. Well, I'm glad the Momoa (laughs) worked for you, Julia. Well, it's so lovely being back with you both. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 